glorious day and thank you once again for letting me into your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. Today, I want to discuss adoption as it applies to Christianity. These days, some couples who cannot have children through normal biological means usually turn to adoption as one of the options before them. However, the rights of adopted children in a family can sometimes be trampled upon by biological children or other family members who cannot imagine an adopted child inheriting what they ordinarily would have inherited had it not been for their adoption. In modern adoption, adoptees, those to be adopted, are usually children below the age of 18 and are not directly involved in the adoption process. The couple or individual who wants to adopt, that is, the adopter, would visit the facility where the children for adoption are cared for and choose the child they want to adopt. Once that decision has been made, some paperwork is done and the adoption is complete. Sadly, there are abuses in modern adoption. For instance, teenage girls are offered money to get pregnant and after the baby is born, the girl is paid off and the baby taken away for adoption. This is not adoption, but a money-making business and a form of prostitution and human trafficking which must be eradicated. There are differences between modern adoption and the old Roman adoption. And it is this ancient Roman adoption I want to discuss. Why? It will help us to understand how people can become children of God. Let me state at this point that though all human beings are creations of God, not all are children of God. No one is ever born a child of God. The process of becoming God's child is elaborately stated in the Bible and it mimics ancient Roman adoption, hence our discussion of it. In ancient Roman adoption, the adopter was someone who was a male and head of his house or family who desired to adopt someone because he had no heir to inherit his estate. The adoptee had to be an adult who must consent to the adoption. Thus, the old Roman adoption was a mutual agreement between the adopter and the adoptee that allowed the adopter to transfer his rights privileges and responsibilities to the adoptee in a parent-child relationship. If the adoptee was a slave, the first needed to be freed before adoption. Old Roman adoption involved some formalities in which the adopter declared their intention to adopt the adoptee before a magistrate in the presence of witnesses. The adopter would then lay a claim to the adoptee as a freed person and their child. By this act, the adopter legally became the father of the adoptee who ceased to be known by their old family name. This was usually followed by the adopter transferring their authority to the adoptee by handing the adoptee the seal or ensign of the adopter. This act signified the adoptee's entry into the adopter's family and their acceptance as a legal heir. By this token, adoptees took the name of the adopter and acquired the same rights and privileges as natural-born children, including inheritance rights. Where they were not Roman citizens, they automatically gained Roman citizenship. One interesting thing about all Roman adoption was that once it was complete, the adoptee was seen as having just been born. Everything they were before adoption ceased to exist. Indeed, it was as though they never existed before the adoption. The implications of old Roman adoption were one, the adoptee renounced their ties and inheritance from their life so that they could inherit from their adopter. Two, the adoptee took on a new identity and was known by the name of the adopter. Three, it was as though the adoptee never existed before and had just been born. In other words, no records of the past are ever mentioned. Finally, the adoptee 
became a full-fledged child of the adopter with full rights and privileges to the adopter's estate. In the film Ben-Hur, this ancient Roman adoption is depicted when a Roman general was saved from drowning and committing suicide by a slave, Judah Ben-Hur. As a mark of his gratitude, the Roman general freed Ben-Hur and adopted him as his own son and heir. The general also gave Ben-Hur his seal conferring his authority on Ben-Hur. Thus, when Ben-Hur returned to Judah, which was then governed by Pontius Pilate, though he was a Jew, the Roman hierarchy in Judah accorded him all the privileges of the heir of a Roman general. This brings us to the similarity of all Roman adoption with Christianity. The sinner who becomes a Christian is one who, like the adoptee under ancient Roman adoption, has agreed to forgo everything, their past, present, and future under their present life for a new life as a child of God, the adopter. Thus, it is written in the message translation, He, that is Jesus, came to his own people, this would be the Jews, but they didn't want him. But whoever did want him, that is anyone, whether Jew or Gentile, which includes you and I, who believed he was who he claimed, that is the Son of God, and would do what he said, that is save man from sin and God's judgment on sinners, he made to be their true selves, their child of God selves. These are the God-begotten, not blood-begotten, not flesh-begotten, not sex-begotten. Christianity is an adoption in which God and the sinner mutually agree to a father-child relationship. It is also written that before the world was made, God decided to make us his own children through Jesus Christ. Thus, God has always wanted children, but because of Adam's sin, we instead became sinners. God therefore initiated a process through Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross to make us accepted by him. Any sinner who is willing to become God's heir through adoption must therefore let go of their former life of sin. Without renouncing sin, a sinner cannot lay a claim to God's estate. Thus, a Christian is a sinner who has ceased living in sin and has become a righteous child of a righteous God. A Christian is similar to old Roman adoption, a born-again child of God, a new creation of God. It is written, when anyone is in Christ, it is a whole new world. The old things are gone. Suddenly, everything is new. All that you were in the past is forgiven and forgotten. Everything is new. Your personality, purpose in life, etc. Everything. You are now fully accountable to God and entitled to all that God has. But if a sinner is unwilling to give up their old life of sin, they cannot inherit from God. One interesting thing about God, the adopter, is that he is willing to adopt anyone, including those who are hostile to him. Everyone is born a sinner who lives contrary to God, hates him, and wants nothing to do with him. But when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to the earth and died for sinners, the cause of the enmity with God was taken away, and we are free to approach God as our Father without fear. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, scripture says, Don't fool yourselves. Those who live immoral lives, who are idol worshippers, adulterers, or homosexuals, will have no share in his kingdom. Neither will thieves or greedy people, drunkards, slanderers, or robbers. There was a time when some of you were just like that, but now your sins are washed away and you are set apart for God. And he has accepted you because of what the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God have done for you. Dear friends, I came to tell you today that God wants to adopt anyone 
who wants to leave behind their life of sin and become his child forever and thus inherit all that he, God, has. But you must be ready and willing to give up your sinful lifestyle, rights and entitlement offered to you by this world. What you need is a willingness to reject sin, confess Jesus as your savior from your life of sin and accept his lordship over you in every area of your life, living for him henceforth. By doing this, you automatically become a child of God and are entitled to the rights and privileges thereof. So what will it be for you? Are you willing to be adopted by God, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the ruler of the universe and creator of heaven and earth? Are you ready to renounce sin in your life? God is waiting for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word once again to our hearts. I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, at this time, that as many as will say, I'm a sinner and I want Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. Help such people. Give to them the gift of salvation and eternal life. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.